This week's episode is brought to you by Campaign Refinery, an amazing new email marketing automation tool. Look, in the world of digital marketing, there's a lot to keep track of. We all know this. As much as we're in love with social media and the power of social conversation here at Social Link and on the All About Digital Marketing podcast, we are well aware at just how powerful email marketing can be. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, it's never been more important to help you leverage your presence everywhere else into the one channel that you'll own, regardless of what changes Facebook, Twitter, or any other platform makes in the future. I've known the founder, Travis Ketchum, for years, and he's been a past guest on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to listen to it. I've personally used his other products before, and they've been fantastic. The amount of thought that he's put into each and every one of what he's created has been incredible. I'd highly encourage you to try their free 14-day trial at campaignrefinery.com to see what world-class email marketing automation can do for you and your business. Massive thank you to Travis and Campaign Refinery for their support of the All About Digital Marketing show. Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward-thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno, and as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me today. No, no problem. Thanks for having me, Chris. Really looking forward to having a chat with you. Me too. Um, but before we get started, Marcus, you are the Managing Director of Glass A Media and for everybody who's out there who doesn't know you yet or who doesn't know Glass A Media, can you give us a little bit of an introduction? Yeah, so we're a video production company. We uh, focus especially on video production that's used for social media marketing. So this would be creating videos that are used in online campaigns, whether that be paid campaigns or organic, but really tailoring video content that's going to get big impact online, but it's also going to work those um, social algorithms and get a good reach online. So we work with clients that have got um, campaigns, digital marketing campaigns, they know what they're after, and we work alongside them to give them top quality content that's going to help boost their campaigns and get uh, bigger results at the end of it. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you got into to video marketing and how you've ended up here? Yes. So I used to work um, for a digital marketing agency myself and I was working on the social media side of stuff there. So I wasn't necessarily doing much content. I was specializing in social media strategies and working with clients to find the best ways to get their content out there. But the more I did it, I enjoyed it. I saw insights into it, but I saw that a lot of people were putting a lot of time into digital marketing and social media, especially, but they didn't have the content to back it up. And you can use great strategies. You can know what you're after and you can use all the right platforms and throw a lot of money at it. But if the content's not landing, then you're just not going to get the results from it. So I thought, okay, 
video was something that I was interested in and um, something that I was trying to push more at the agency I was working at, but it was something I definitely wanted to go into a bit more. So on the side of that job, I was also working with a friend of mine who specialized in video production and saying to him, hey, look, you make great videos. The content's great. Have you looked into the kind of social media side of things? So he hadn't looked into that, but I knew that he was... um, producing really good video. So I said, well, let's give this a go. Let's speak to a few clients, see whether the video production stuff that you're doing will work within their marketing campaigns. And as we were doing that, we were seeing a lot bigger results from video being used in what they were doing than other content that they were. So as I was working at the agency I was, it was something I was trying to push to them, but they weren't necessarily on board with it. So I thought, okay, let's try and grow this ourselves and offer clients this kind of social forward video so I transitioned out of that role into what I'm doing now and running the company full-time and this was a few years ago we got into that full-time and yeah it's ever since then we've been trying to create content that works really well online branching out from social media as well and uh, different digital platforms but we really believe the principles of video that perform well on social media work well across all digital marketing strategies so yeah that's our main focus on what we do. I think that's awesome. And I love the story and, and the way that it happens almost organically as it sort of uh, happens as a side hustle. Then you realize there's more opportunities and then you realize that maybe your opportunities have outgrown where you're currently at. So I'm really happy and congratulations to you as well for, for having reached that position. Yeah, thank you. Like, it's something that was always the aim. And as I started doing it on the side of that job, it was definitely a place that we wanted to get to. But I'm sure a lot of people who have been in a similar position realize it's not as cut and dry as you might think it is at the beginning. Um, it's something that, like you said, kind of grows organically. But there was a point when we were seeing, okay, what we've started implementing here is actually getting results. So there's definitely something in that. So it just took that extra step to get rolling. And as we've put more into it and kind of honed that approach and our offering we've seen more and more results from it so yeah it's been a, been a good journey so far so one of the biggest questions i think for for everyone listening and especially you know thinking of smes small startups video is ridiculously powerful i think everyone knows that youtube is a behemoth whether it be on social media the amount of video content that's being created and shared but one of the big questions or one of the biggest stumbling blocks for a lot of people is that they think it can be very very expensive do you want to talk a little bit about that and just sort of your uh, your impressions of, of what that's like? Yeah. So for us, this was another kind of uh, side of it that we wanted to deal with with clients because we were realizing, yes, as much as we love doing our high end, whether it be TV adverts or short films and brand films, that's not something that works for every brand. And especially if you're just wanting to boost your online presence and make the most of social media marketing, then you don't want to be going spending tens of thousands on video. So our approach has always been okay, let's find out what your marketing campaign is. Because any company that's already got a marketing campaign going, they'll know what's going well. They'll know what they're aiming to do and they can take that away and then apply that to video. So then we'll say, okay, let's use the strengths of video on social. So say on Facebook, hitting the right lengths, hitting the correct dimensions for videos and the things that people want to see in your industry, put those things together. So it's about scaling it down because I think a lot of people approach it thinking that you've got to go to a production company and they're going to say, right, let's get a big crew on this. Let's shoot it like a film. It's going to cost you 10,000 pounds where we're going okay, if you're just using this on a Facebook ad campaign, the main thing is the message. So we don't need this big film-like production. Of course, down the line, if you grow and you want to go into different areas, this is something to do, but why not scale it down 
now. So that's what we do. We'll scale down our production level to something that's still good quality, but shooting it in the same style that we would a bigger production, just bringing it down a bit. So that reduced the cost because we're not shooting on as high-end cameras. We're not necessarily got the staffing costs of a huge crew, but yet we're still getting the message across. And combining to this uh, techniques using kind of animation and text-based graphics, which is something that now can be done a lot easier and something we can incorporate and takes less time to do. You can still get the really polished effects, but you can produce a lot of videos a lot more quickly, but that fit into with that marketing campaign. And you'll find they're not actually that expensive compared to say making a brand film or something like that. So yeah, cost is something that people are normally scared of at first, but once you see what can be done on a budget, then I think more people are more inclined to dive into it and push forward with that stuff. There are a lot of tools out there that allow people to create video content fairly easily, use stock video and add text and stuff like that. What would the one thing that you'd recommend to to anybody listening who's trying to do that sort of thing uh, and the reason behind going to an agency versus trying to do it themselves on a tool um, from my point of view, I'm thinking things like, you know, what's the strategy? What's the messaging? The understanding of the objective before you start creating content. Content for the sake of content is there's nothing worse in my opinion. Yeah. But when it comes to that, how do you sort of address that subject with clients and try and help them to, to realize the added benefits of going to an agency like yourselves? Yeah, well, firstly, I would always encourage clients that have a goal themselves at first because I think for me it's getting yourself kind of on that video ladder and as much as I'll speak to clients and potential clients and they'll be like they get it they know video is the way to go and they know that it can be powerful but it's still quite a daunting prospect so straight away I would say you know what just get your phone and start filming yourself in front of camera it doesn't even have to go out there in the end if you don't want but things can still be powerful when you're just putting out their short Instagram stories of you giving updates about the business. The key is getting that business in the mindset of producing video in a way that's focusing on their brand message and also integrating into their marketing campaign. Because once you do that, you've got that in there, then you've seen the small results it can provide. And that's a stepping stone into working with an agency like ourselves and making slightly higher end stuff. And that step, I would say, is what you really get out of that is... Firstly, like I said before, is the optimization for social media. So as standard, we will film everything, but also edit it in a way that's going to work across all social channels. Um, So something I always like telling people is if you're going to shoot something, you want to make it as the content as long-term as possible. So if it is, even if it is just an interview, you want it to be able to be optimized across Instagram, on Instagram stories, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. So that's something very simple in a way of shooting an interview where you might have someone in the center of the camera so you can chop a square edit out of it, a portrait edit. You can do the full 1080p landscape version to use across LinkedIn and YouTube. So that's something that we always focus on um, producing, something that's going to work really well across that. And like I said, it's also using the principles that we would a film, for example, where it might be a high-end production. Um, So the production quality of the shots that we're doing in the way we're compiling it, but just putting it in a lower 
um, a kind of lower production quality, but that's something that's fit for Facebook. So yes, you can go and produce something yourself. And I think this does complement the higher end stuff, but you're then getting in a video which has got that more professional finish to it. And like you said, content for content's sake is now and again, you might get that bit more reach on Facebook just for putting a video over an image. But at the end of the day, if someone's looking at that and then going off your page because it's not valuable content, then you're okay, they're not coming back to it. So it's getting that content that people want to see will come back for more. And as you get that series of content going and video content, then it's actually going to hit and you're going to get the results. So yeah, I'd say that's what the kind of main difference is between doing it yourself and coming to someone like ourselves. So I'm really happy because we didn't talk about this uh, pre hitting the record button or anything else. I wanted to see what you would say. And I'm a firm, firm believer, especially at the beginning, early stages of any company, when there's only a limited amount of time, there's only a limited amount of resources, the bank account might be low, whatever it might be. There is nothing more powerful, in my opinion, than a founder or a managing director or whoever it might be in the company sharing the story about what's happening in the business. And I often refer to it when I'm talking to these people as become the champion of your business. Yeah. And the ability to, like you said, pull out your smartphone and depending on what phone you have, but most iPhones now are recording in high definition, you can sit in front of it or just hold it up and talk to camera. You can be yourself, you can talk. And like you said, if you're not happy with it, you don't have to push it out afterwards. But it's an amazing starting step to building a relationship with your audience. One, I think it's it's phenomenally powerful through video. And the second part would be it's remarkably cheap actually to get started and to start getting those results. If that helps you to bring in a few more clients, that then helps to lead towards, right, now we want to go to an agency. We want something to be done on a bigger scale or on a better production level or whatever it might be. But I'm really happy to hear you say that because I talk about this a lot and I genuinely believe do what you can with what you have and do it right now. Um, and the value in that in its own right is usually absolutely huge. Yeah, for sure. And I think that humanizing effect it gives, like you said, it's being the champion. There's a kind of real emotional level that people get out of just seeing someone's face, hearing from them from a business. And this is something I was, I was chatting to someone about the other day is that there's nothing more off-putting than going on a website that you might be looking at a service that you're buying or a product that you're buying, for example. And it might have all the nice logos on there. It might be a really well put together website, but if it's a service you're buying and you've not seen anyone who works at the business or there's no links to the social where they've got videos or pictures of them, it can be off-putting in a way that you don't really realize, but it's the fact that you've not had that kind of human connection. And that's the great thing about a video, even though you may initially think, okay, this is low production quality. It's just me chatting for a minute or so to camera. I think people do connect with that on a deeper level, just the fact that it's a person speaking to a person and are more inclined to kind of go and take that next step and have a chat with you. And that's when you then do scale up and do different videos to approach the marketing campaigns in a different way. But I think there's so much to be said for just getting yourself in front of the camera, having a chat with your clients. And be like, I think people would be surprised with the results that they get off the back of that. Couldn't agree more. And I think there's also an element, and we talk about this with a lot of clients, if you're going live on Facebook or something yeah. like that, again, something that's just so easy, cheap, free to do. People also have a tolerance for the production quality. And I was talking about this in a previous episode with Daniel Glickman, I believe, from Wave.video, another tool, one of these tools that, that does exactly what we talked about, right? Being able to start making short videos quite easily, add text. 
and the really interesting thing that we that we kind of discussed is this allowance to if you're doing something live to video people will understand if it's not perfect we're not everyone's not expected to be at the level of apple when they ran their wwdc conference recently it was all pre-recorded yeah. and sorted the quality is you know unreal and they're flashing along and they got drone footage around campus and all these things that put all of this amazing content together the reality is though you know as a small business you're nowhere near that you're not there for the capability you're not there for the resources it would require and also your audience doesn't expect that either it's nice to have big flashy nice shiny videos um but when you're very very at the beginning first starting and you know invariably when you do have two founders working on a project you are everything right you're the salesman you're the managing director you're the customer services support you're the guy doing the work in the background and you're also checking and making sure inventory is okay you're, you're basically doing absolutely everything so you can give a real sense of what that company feeling is what that brand is all about and who you guys really are. And it's just so powerful. Um, and I just, I, I want to encourage everybody to just try it out, do it. There's nothing, you know, if it goes terribly wrong and you're really unhappy with it, you can always just delete it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you were saying there with the tolerance for quality, you're absolutely right in the fact that it's contextual. So it's so easy to get video out there now. So if you've got an Instagram page for your business and you just put in an Instagram story on there, people aren't going on there to watch a brand film. Okay. You might get them from time to time and they do work really well, but people know what they're expecting. They're expecting an Instagram, an Instagram story style of video. And especially with the type of business you are, if you aren't a massive business and you are smaller, and like you said, you've created yourself as this champion of the business, people want to connect with you. So if you combine all those things together, using video as the way to get out there, but on Instagram, for example, on a more personable level, it's something that works really effectively. And you can then use that style in higher end productions because yeah, high end production is great, but if it doesn't have that connection with the audience, then it's not going to work. Um, so yeah, it's something that we'd always encourage. And like you said, I'm a big fan of live personally. I've always loved anything live. I remember ranting in a blog a year ago about how I loved live TV in the nineties and how that kind of died off. But I still thought it's a, it's not something that would ever go away. And it's like, radio and podcast that format is still there with live it's just translating itself into a different platform so instagram live facebook live as we've seen especially over the last few months in the lockdown period people engage with it because it's that live experience of knowing someone's saying something and you're hearing it immediately and you can engage with them which for brands is something that we're always after is that feeling of a very close connection with our customers and clients so to be able to get that so easily online is um it's fantastic. So just get yourself on there, I'd say, um, and just put those videos out. And especially on live, you'll get some uh, really good results out of it. I remember having a conversation with a startup from WeWork Labs, and they had asked me the question. They were still very much in the process of building out their MVP and stuff. And they were like, that, at what point do you think we should start marketing? And my, my <laughs> answer was something along the lines of, you know, when did you guys start working on this MVP? And they were like that. Oh, it's been two months. I was like that. Okay. So you should have started two months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And they were like that. Well, we've got nothing to talk about. The product's not ready and blah. I was like that. You guys have missed the whole important part of this. For that whole time, whilst you were working on it, you could have been building your community. You could have been getting their feedback. You could have been getting their interest. You could have gotten people signed up to your beta and everything else. And literally 
all it would have required was a few videos every week of you talking about what it is you're currently doing, a couple of sneak previews of some screen records of the platform, whatever, you know, and that is the power of video today. The fact that every single one of us has what, you know, 10 years ago was unthinkable, a high definition camera that's in your pocket at all times. It's just, it, it was, it was unthinkable. It was just completely an impossibility. And yet today, here we are, we're walking around with it and we literally have enough in our pockets for no matter where you're at, what you're doing, how you're starting, you can literally just pull it out and start filming. And I think that's such a hugely important, massive, massive asset for any company out there and something that's really underutilized, I feel. I know that it's getting more and more and more and YouTube is filled up and my godson who's 15 now talks about wanting to be a YouTuber. So <laughs> yeah, I that's, made... that's a pathway now, isn't it? For yeah, sure. absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I have a bad feeling that me making so much content has been like a gateway drug for him. <laughs> Maybe, um, yeah. I have to apologize to his parents. But the thing is that, you know, all of these things are all possible today and very easily, but they all still require a, a certain amount of work. And this is something that I try and explain to him uh, and I try to make a deal with him because I thought a bit of bribery never goes, uh, never goes amiss when it comes to younger people. So I said, look, if you want to be a YouTuber, I'll make you a deal. If you create consistently a decent quality video every single week and you show me that you're growing your channel every single week for a whole year, uh, at the end of that year, I'll sort you out with a load of equipment. So I'll get you a really decent DSLR that you can film on, some microphones, a couple of stands and, and gorilla pods and tripods, et cetera. And you'll have everything you need to, to keep cracking on and to grow even more. Um, and again, it's this consistency part, which is a real challenge. Yeah. Not just for my 15-year-old godson, but actually for businesses as well. And it's, it's very easy to do something once and then go, meh, you know, I didn't really see any results and we didn't get loads of sales and it didn't bring in a load of revenue. So we stopped doing it. And I don't know about you, but I've had conversations in the past with clients where I literally, no, we've tried video, it doesn't work. And if I dig a little bit deeper and if I scratch past the surface of that, invariably what it means is we tried to make one video, it flopped, we were really unhappy with it, and therefore we stopped trying altogether. And this is where the opportunity of video, is, I think, is being missed. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing more infuriating for us when we deliver a video we know it's what the client wants. They're happy with it. And then you just see it put on YouTube once. They might share the link and that's it. And obviously from a business perspective, we want videos to perform well because that client's going to come back to us. But the whole point of creating a video that's fit for social is to get those results. And then you get put that out as part of a campaign, do really well out of it, go on to the next campaign and do video in that as well and keep building and building. And I think video and video marketing is becoming increasingly the principles of it increasingly like seo especially on youtube as well is that it's a long-term thing you can't just go on youtube unless you're very lucky and you create a one piece of viral content and expect that the next day loads of people are going to be on your channel it's something that you've got to hit those trends you've got to deliver good content but you've got to make sure you're doing it consistently and a way i like to kind of pitch it to people is like if you do it in or picture it in mini series as if you are releasing a series that was fit for television where you're doing it in say a block of six, for example, or a block of eight, or if it's an ongoing thing throughout the year, it's something that's coming out weekly or once every two weeks, but people know what to expect. It links in with your old content. And I think from the view of production as well, if you are doing something over and over again, you're going to really hone that craft. And as you keep developing, that content's going to get better and better and more effectively as you go along. So yeah, 
I couldn't agree more in the fact that it is something you've got to be persistent with. And I think once you do that, then you'll start seeing that video can really work for, for the brand. It's funny because it is literally, it's video, but I guess we could actually probably apply the same mentality to any aspects of marketing. You know, when you try and write two blogs and go, well, I'm not being found in Google. Um, that kind of mentality is the, yeah. uh, is the same. And it's a real blocking, limiting belief for companies that ends up, I think, sort of stomping their growth to the point of, you know, you're lacking the ability to even try because you just aren't constantly thinking, well, I did once and then that didn't work. Whereas if they kept going for 10, 12, 15 episodes, like you said, like a mini series, there's huge potential in that. And you're constantly growing the audience. You're, you're growing your trust aspect with your audience and your relationship building with the audience. You're, you're building that community. People will ask questions. You can then address those questions in the next videos. And then just constantly, you're f it's a self-fueling machine that just keeps going round and round. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and it isn't easy. And I think this is why a lot of people are put off by it because you'll invest the time in doing a few videos at first, put them out there and might be underwhelmed by the results. But this is something that uh, does frustrate me a bit is this idea that I think so many people have this viral marketing mentality and that viral marketing does work, but it's got to be in a mix of other things. And if you're just flicking through Instagram or YouTube or TikTok is becoming increasingly popular and seeing videos that are gaining millions of views and brands are doing that as well, where they're getting millions of viral pieces. It's very easy to expect that, oh, if you put all that time into a video, that's the way to do it is get that one big video. But these are videos that have been worked towards by other pieces of ongoing content. You have to have those series sitting alongside it. And I'm sure you'll say to clients that the whole marketing mix is that you've got to have all these different things that complement each other. It's not just about having SEO. It's about having all the other elements like social that fit in there. And the same with video is if you're putting YouTube videos out there and you've got consistent series running yeah you might put one set piece video that you've done a brand film and invested loads of time and a few more resources in and that's the one that might blow up but you need that ongoing content underneath it for it to be a platform for it to spring off so i definitely think that long-term mentality is what will really work for brands going forward love it and also i'm going to come back to something you said earlier but there's a real big mistake as well of creating something and therefore thinking that that equals one social media post. And I think this is a really important thing to, to drill down to and for everybody listening to really pay attention to, which is the ability to not only repurpose content, but also the ability that, you know, you can share the same piece of content more than once. Yeah. And I think this is really important because like you mentioned it earlier, right? You chuck a video on YouTube, you share it once on social media, and then you go, wow, it doesn't really get a lot of traffic or, you know, people aren't finding it or whatever it might be. And the reality is that, you know, if you create a solid long form piece of video content, that can then be used in multiple different ways. And I'm wondering if you can kind of talk about a few of them. You know, in my head, I'm thinking you can cut shorter clips to be used as more sort of catchy things to then push people towards it. Uh, I'm thinking of things like even transcribing interviews and stuff like that from video content that can then be used to help write blogs. Uh, all of these things become like its own ecosystem, right? And I think that's something that's really, really valuable and that a lot of people don't realize. You might pay X for one solid piece of content, but that piece of content can then become, you know, exponentially big in terms of all the different things you can do with it. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that principle works both in the planning stage, but also in the execution of it. So if when you're planning, you're thinking, okay, let's think from a very simple perspective. I want to do a series of eight videos where I'm talking to my clients about different benefits of the product that I sell. So you've planned out those eight videos, but alongside that, you can have eight blogs that go with it. Like you said, you could have those transcribed or you can just write those alongside to fit in. So there are things that fit in that and you can embed the video within it. But alongside that, you can then do so much more with them. So this is where the kind of Instagram stuff comes in is you've got your one long video. Say it might be a 10-minute YouTube video. You then cut a shorter version that you can put out there, maybe in two parts across LinkedIn. You can then cut shorter snippets under a minute to put on Instagram as teasers and then put links out there. If you really want to, you could release it in really short snippets. But also you can then put your portrait edits in there to put across Instagram stories and Instagram TV as well. So just on that basis, you've got that. And then if you're branching out further into social media, then you can do posts. I know a lot of different companies will do this with videos where you're getting screen grabs and then putting quotes over it from the video. I think they're really visually attractive as well. And also the company you mentioned before, Wave, I really like them. Um, I've been looking into them a lot recently with using it on podcast. And it's something that even if you're not using that set software, I think what they do is a real eye opener for people running social media channels is that you're taking a piece of content like a podcast like this, which people might think, okay, you're investing an hour in recording it. Then you've got the editing time, then putting it out there, but it's a really long piece of content. Only a few people are going to listen to it. Well, if you're putting it out in different ways, like using wave or getting images to put out there or snippets from it, it all boils down into those different areas. So with one video, for example, you've then got six, seven, eight pieces of different content to put out there. And in the planning phase, I think that's fantastic as well, because you're not only thinking for the short term of that one post, you're thinking about what else can I do with this content? So you're thinking of it from a bigger perspective And then that ties into what we were saying before about the long term. You're not just planning a piece of content that's going to be put on there for one use. Because if you do plan it for the short term, you'll only use it for the short term. But if you do something that you can see the next episode coming along from, or you can see other posts coming off the back of it, then you will see how it fits into the bigger picture. And you'll start being able to integrate it into your wider marketing as well. We're actually in the process of planning something really similar to this this concept uh, for our agency, Social Inc., So we'll be releasing the first episode of the Social Link show in a couple of weeks, just for a frame of reference. This episode is being recorded on the 14th of July, but uh, I think it's going to come out after the first couple of episodes of the Social Link show. But it's exactly based on that idea. It's an interview with myself and one of my co-directors. We're spending a bit of time talking about a few different subjects. We're really focusing down on certain parts of what we do, but more importantly, what other people can do. And the complete idea around it is to take one long format piece of content and then to create multiple short format pieces of content and various different types of media from it. And I think this is something that everyone can kind of learn from. And especially like you just mentioned, if you plan it as a one and done piece of content, that's all you'll use it for. So understanding that and then realizing, you know, if you did a video a week, a year from now, you'd have 52 videos in the bank. That gives you a ton of content. Even if you never created another piece of content again, you would have more than enough to chop, cut, create around those 52 videos that would just continuously keep fueling your social media and potentially even some of your sales campaigns. So I think that's a huge thing for people to uh, to bear in mind. 
Yeah, for sure. And it, it allows you to be more creative once you start getting into that mindset of, okay, I filmed this one video, but what else can I get from it? And one example that we were playing around with um, for ourselves as an agency was before lockdown, we filmed as part of just an ongoing film review series that we've been doing. We actually started filming these videos. So we were just doing it as blogs at the beginning and it went into podcasts, but then we started actually doing these filmed reviews. But it was a sit down chat, much like we're having now, but we had the cameras set up. Um, and they were like 15, 20 minute episodes. So straight away we had a video and then straight away we ripped the audio off and we had a podcast. But then out of those videos, we were putting out shorter versions as well. So we're having different parts or different highlights from the conversation. We had snippets, but then also one little creative video we did, which worked really well on TikTok and Instagram stories was, um, this film, so it was 1917 was one of the films we were doing. So it was 1917 in 60 seconds. So we cut together all the best bits from it, put it in a short video. So it just rattles through um, this video. It's kind of a bit quirky as it's just little sentences here and there, but it's then a fun piece of content, which is very likable, shareable on social, grabs attention, but it pushes you towards the longer form pieces as well. So something which initially just seemed like a or bed in to watch a 20 minute video was actually something that had a lot more life on a different platform because you could repurpose it in a different way and it took on a different life of its own. I think that's a great idea. And actually, you mentioned TikTok a couple of times. So I'm going to ask you, how's your experience with TikTok been? Tricky. It is very tricky. It's something that we have been trying to work more with. Um, I think at this stage with it, it is something in its own right. And you can definitely repurpose some of your content. But a lot of the content that performs really well across TikTok is the stuff that is shot specifically for TikTok. So um, it's something that I was, I was playing around with to test different stuff. So I was putting some content out that we'd actually just shot for different platforms, shot for ourselves as longer form to see what kind of reaction that got. And, you know, it got a bit of traction, but the one that got the most traction was when I was thinking, okay, can I shoot a series of videos, which is related to our industry or our business, um, but is in a TikTok style. So the one that I put out there in the end was during lockdown saying, uh, what's it like working from home? So it was just a quirky little video of, I think the caption was when a client rings and you're working from home and it started off me in my pajamas on the sofa and then me racing through my flat as I was gradually getting changed into a suit and catching the phone at the end of it. It was just something very simple. It was about six, seven seconds, but that got loads of attention and I put it on Instagram as well. And it got a lot of attention off the back of that. So I love TikTok in the way that it's a great way to shape your creativity and get into different forms of producing video. I say at this stage to do really well on it, you do need to produce stuff specifically for TikTok. But I think taking the mindset of how to produce a TikTok video is really beneficial for your other campaigns. There's no reason that you couldn't do that style of video. But for example, um, as part of a, a corporate video, which is say a few minutes long, but it embodies the idea of being a bit more informal and a bit more tongue in cheek because that still goes down really well and stands out against other more boring stale videos, which still get churned out to this day. So I recently embarked on a two week, I'm got to just get my head around TikTok and I need to spend <laughs> more time on it. Um, so I did then every day posted and made some different brand videos just about what I was up to and what I was doing. Uh, and I was consuming a fair amount of content. And it's amazing to see the lengths that people will go to to create a cool TikTok video, yeah. right? You know, there's people putting in some serious effort, some serious time uh, and energy, 
And I think that's fantastic because ultimately, you know, people are becoming content creators, whether they're realizing it or not. What I also found though, was there's a lot of remarkably promiscuous uh, content that's, uh, that's being posted on there. Um, and also a lot of kind of just out there content uh, where I'm not sure yeah. whether kids, parents know exactly what's going on or anything else, but it just all feels remarkably kind of a mishmash of, of stuff going on. So I've enjoyed it. It's been fun to play with. I'm still using it here and there, uh, but it's still not become something yet that we're saying to our clients, you know, I want you to really focus on that, especially, you know, B2B consultant startups in general, we're kind of like, you know, stick to what you know and, and how you can do it. And also making sure that you're maximizing one or two channels rather than spreading yourself so, so thin that invariably you end up getting no real traction on any of the platforms. Yeah, I think that is a good point. And as much as TikTok, you know, can might shape into different guys in the future as Instagram did, it is very time consuming. And like I said, I feel like to really get a return on it or get some traction is you need to be spending this time to produce content that's fit for that. And I think that, in certain companies, for example, if you're a fashion brand or something that's very B2C, then that's something that's probably worth the time, but is time consuming and you're probably best focusing on your your main channels. For example, video is performing really well on LinkedIn at the minute. So if you're a B2B company that gets a lot of success on LinkedIn, then yeah, really go in on that and make sure you're doing that well rather than spreading yourself too thin and using a platform where it is tricky to repurpose content you've actually got to do it i mean if you have content you can repurpose by all means get it out there and see what you can do but when it's taking a lot of time you are yeah you're right there you should really focus on your main channels and get the results there uh, to start out with so before we wrap up let's try and help everyone that's listening as much as possible and if you had to give people a few ideas of just how to get started so what sort of videos that companies startups small businesses can do um, you know, what, what would the sort of things be that you'd recommend? So straight away, one I mentioned before was just a direct speaking to camera. At first, this can seem a bit daunting, but I would guarantee there's at least one person in every company who feels comfortable straight away in front of camera. And it's definitely something you can develop if you get into it anyway. But something, for example, just a short series that you can do once a week. If you want to do it daily, fantastic, but just something that's consistent. Well, you're picking a different topic, where's your area of expertise? Um, So let's go back to, let's say you're selling a certain type of jewelry online and you're building up an audience for that. You want to speak about the different products that you're selling. You want to talk about what goes into it. You want to talk about how you got into it consistently. Just put that video out, dead casual, speaking to camera. And this works just as well if you're a service-based business. Talk about what services you offer, what's going on in the world. It doesn't even have to be to do with your business, just something related to that. And I think people really do connect with it. Very simple, very easy to do, and you can rattle through a lot of them and they're easily transferable to different areas. And also say um, behind the scenes videos is something that's very good. So this ties into what I was saying before about humanizing the brand is that getting footage of Obviously, right now, it's probably not going to be in the office, but if you're working from home, things that you're doing there or production of a product that you might have or you out delivering a service that you're doing, if you get little shots of that, it can be something as simple as putting together an Instagram story 
of just grabbing a bit of footage behind the scenes and it can be a day in the life of because these work really well and it's a kind of classic format is this idea of a highlight video but something that's really attractive about the behind the scenes is it just gives you that extra bit of informal connection and that can work hand in hand to any bigger content you put out there and like I said, you can start off with your smartphone. So something that's dead quick and easy to do. And both of them have the same thing in common. And what I would always encourage, no matter the level of video you're producing, is always focus on getting that connection with whoever it is that you're trying to speak to. This is something at the highest level of video production with film is that you're always looking for a connection with the audience. So it's exactly the same at that level. If you're filming yourself speaking to camera, it's all about getting that tone, speaking to the person who's watching that video and just making that connection. So I think straight away, they're two little videos you can put together dead easily. And I think you'll get people enjoying them and reacting to it straight away. It's really interesting. So we use the motto and our mission, which is putting the social back into social media. And it's, okay. it, it amazes me because what you've just said there, you know, understanding your audience, understanding who it's for is something that obviously infiltrates every aspect of marketing, right? Whether it's an advertising campaign, whether it's a blog article or anything else. But what's really interesting is people seem to have forgotten that social media, whether it's a video, whether it's a post, whether it's anything else, can be a two-way conversation. And invariably, what a lot of people don't do is actually invite one, the conversation to, to develop. And the second thing is that they talk differently. So they'll yeah. be having a meeting to try and sell their product or their service or whatever it might be with a cost customer. And they'll talk one way and they'll be themselves and they'll be authentic and they'll try and connect and one thing and another. And then they'll try and spin up Facebook and use completely different language or talk to try and seem more professional than, than what they really are. And actually that invariably ends up infiltrating into people's minds when they meet you or when they were thinking about doing business with you, because there isn't that uniformity. You're not just who you are. So I think what the really big thing that I took away from your last answer, you know, just be who you are, just be genuine. Don't, you know, try and overly complicate the language. Don't try and talk in a different way than you would normally talk to a different client or to a client face to face. Just be yourself and just show a little bit of, of the humanity side of it. Because whether you're B2C or B2B, it's always a human-to-human -human interaction at the end of the day. And I think that's such a valuable thing for, for people to take away. You know, Think about who your audience is, try and create content for them, and just be yourself. Not everyone's going to like it, but that's okay. That's your initial kind of clear out of people that you know straight away they're like that this isn't for me that's fine but the people that do listen that do watch and that do stick around those people are far more likely to become real fans of your business and really get involved with your business than if you uh than if you try and please everybody and you try and do it in ways that don't necessarily reflect who you are yeah absolutely i think you're spot on there and i think that i'd agree and say don't be afraid of being informal i think a lot of people think they're trying to be professional, but by trying to be professional, you end up being dull and boring. Being professional is knowing what you're talking about, delivering a good service or products and interacting with your customers and uh, clients in a, in a very effective way. Whereas people think, oh, we need to give this certain image, but that comes across as cold and a bit dull as well. But if you actually engage in the way that you would engage with someone in a face-to-face -face meeting, your expertise will come across, your passion for your company will come across. And that's what will sell your products and service when you're having a meeting. And it's what will sell it when you're putting a video out there to so many more people. So I think it is 
I think people just basically need to strip down and can overcomplicate what it is to do a video and just say, no, I just want to speak, get our message across as simply as I would do in an informal conversation. And that always does come through so much better in video than it does with this kind of pre-planned tone that many videos might take on to get an air of professionalism about them. Marcus, I've loved this chat. And I think by the sounds of it, the two of us could keep talking for hours about video and video marketing. Absolutely. Um, before we round up, where can people find you and Glace Media uh, online? Yeah, if you head over to our website, glassamedia.com, Glace spelled G-L-A-C-E. We like to pick a awkward company name just so I can sound pretentious and tell people it's pronounced Glace, but that's where <laughs> we're at. Um, we're across all the different social media platforms, but there's links to all of those on our website. Um, our handles on social media, Glace Media LTD, but like I said, they're all on our, our website there. That's where we'll update with all the work that we've been doing as well and any releases that we've got coming up soon. So yeah, head over to that and you'll be able to find us there. Marcus, thank you so much for coming on again today. It's been fantastic chat and I hope everyone listening has managed to take something away from this conversation. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, like you said, <laughs> could talk for hours, but yeah, I hope the listeners have enjoyed it too and got some good tips out of it. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising, or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.com.